Side Hustle Show 72, How to Earn a Full-Time Living Buying and Selling on Craigslist. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. Hey everybody, Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode 72, How to Earn a Full-Time Living, Buying, and Selling on Craigslist. My guest today is Ryan Finley, who is the man when it comes to running a Craigslist side hustle or Craigslist business. He's been doing it for years. He runs the blog, recraigslist.com. Somebody I've wanted to get on the show for a really long time, pretty much since day one. So thank you for, uh, thanks to to, uh, Bob from Strategics Designs, uh, Strategic strategics with an X uh, for making that happen and, and kind of uh, lighting the fire to um, to reach out and make this thing uh, a reality. So cool thing about this one is uh, part-time, full-time, uh, spare time, no technical skills or experience required for this side hustle. There's a, there's a local Craigslist or uh, an equivalent, I'm sure, in just about every city on the planet. So this is a pretty universal, uh, universal opportunity. And all the show notes links plus a free downloadable PDF with all my notes and highlights are at scienthustlenation.com slash episode 72 or in the description section of your podcast player app. You'll be able to get that stuff there as well. Now, news and updates before we get into it. Uh, looking for some feedback on something. I'm thinking of starting a new case study project, which would be building an authority site from scratch. Um, and I'm thinking of taking a small group of side hustlers along with me, going through each step of the process from idea to research to setup to marketing to monetization, and and this may coincide. So we've got a new uh, inner circle mastermind class starting in October. Which again, this is a uh, you know a weekly group that's uh, capped at six people, hosted weekly by me, and. And so this is kind of the thing, like if you're looking to kickstart your business in 2015 and kind of get a head start on the next year, and and if you're interested in building this kind of long-term asset, you know, maybe that'll be the focus of the mastermind. Um, if, if, if that's the direction we want to go, because very much is um, your, your group. But, you know, if that sounds interesting, uh, looking for some feedback on that idea, nick at sidehustlenation.com. You can send me an email or, uh, or just hit um, apply at sidehustlenation.com slash join. Um, either way, this is about, you know, action, accountability, investing in yourself and your business growth. So, um, again, sidehustlenation.com slash join. If that's something that sounds interesting to you or any feedback on the, on the authority site from scratch case study project, that sounds interesting. If you want to be a part of it, hit me up, man. Let's know. Let me know. Okay. And with that, you ready? Let's get let's get Ryan on the line and learn about this Craigslist biz. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the Side Hustle Show. Hey, good to be here, Nick. Ryan Finley makes a full-time living buying and selling items on Craigslist, and he runs the popular blog recraigslist.com and also teaches others how they can get in the game at appliance This is a fascinating business to me, the whole idea of just you know, buying and selling on this marketplace, and wh- I guess <laughs> let's let's start with the basics. How do you how did you get into this, and how does it how does it work? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. 
Uh, it was probably about four, four or five years ago. Um, I had I basically decided that in the long term I didn't want to be a contractor, and uh, I was I was looking for another business to get into, and I really had absolutely no idea uh, what way to go. You know, I had <laughs> I wanted to be in business, but um, yeah. I think a, a lot of people are in the same in the same shoes. Like I, I would start a business if I only knew what to do. Yeah, and that's that's exactly where I was at. And I had a couple of gracious friends of mine, um, and they they invited me out to coffee one morning, and and it's like, well, what are you gonna do, Ryan? And and I, you know, I I had that conversation with them, and and uh, they asked me if I had any ideas, and. At that time, I you know I bought and sold a few things on Craigslist, and it had always been something that really fascinated me because we had access to so many people and so many different items. And uh, I told them that I, you know I'd never tried it to really make a run of it, but I thought I might be able to pull it off, you know, making a living at it. And uh, you know, it kind of brought their eyebrows up. But uh, the cool thing was that they're like, well, let's give it a shot then. And you know, basically those those two friends of mine kept me accountable. They're just they had me like email them every single day for almost six months telling them like what I bought, what I sold and how much time I spent on it just to, to make sure that I was, you know, I stayed committed to it and I, I really put the, the time and effort into it, uh, you know, to, to, to succeed. So I love it. A couple months ago, um, uh, Chandler Bolt mentioned on the uh, podcast, the importance of having an accountability buddy. And I think he trademarked that term or something, but it's so like, this is like the, the extreme example of that, like a daily, a daily accountability email. Really, really cool. Like walk, walk me through the, the process. If I'm looking at, you know, Craigslist. So in, in San Francisco, it's big. So there's like five different ones. So Craigslist East Bay, for example, what, what do I, what do I look for? Or what did you, what did you start looking for? Yeah. Well, you know, to go back to the story, like when I, the first day I started, I literally just, I got on and I was just, uh, just kind of scavenging around for anything that I saw that that was undervalued or underpriced and that I thought I could make a little bit of money on. And, uh, that's how it started. I just started buying as many things as I could and, and then, you know, cleaning them up, fixing them at certain times, um, and selling them for as much as I could. And, uh, yeah, so you really have to, you know, in the beginning, you really have to start with what you know, because that, you know, that's where, if you recognize when something's underpriced, uh, that's when, um, that's when there's an opportunity to, to make a little money on it. So, um, you know, and then as time as time goes on, you can you start realizing which items are the most profitable, which ones have the most demand, where which items have the most supply, and and you can start specializing a little bit more so so in your case starting with what you knew that was items from construction business or, or yeah it was you know it was yeah it, there were some power tools electronics um oh man what were some of those those early items yeah there's um yeah you know tvs bose stuff i used to really be into home theater stuff so uh i would do a lot of buying and selling of of just items that I was really interested in, you know, the, you know, that I picked up, they're like hobbies over the years. So, and, uh, and then, you know, as time, you know, if I didn't, I couldn't find something and there was something I didn't really know, I would, that's at, at that point I was forced to do research. So you're like, Oh man, this kind of looks like it's a good deal, but I have no idea. So then you, you're just kind of forced to research one item at a time. And that, that's where your knowledge base of, of other markets and niches 
it starts to grow and so okay so walk walk me through so uh you see a listing for a certain power tool you say hey that's this looks like a this looks like a good deal this looks like uh, an attractive buy what's the what's the process look like from there yeah so um it helps to know exactly how much the item costs new uh, so you know, okay, this person's selling it for fifty bucks, and it, it sells for one hundred and fifty new. So you're like, okay, there's a hundred dollars there. Um, you know, how much is someone going to be willing to pay for it? So um, that's that's a good starting place. Uh, and then and then you, from there, like good name brands, higher quality items, they tend to have the high, the biggest demand. So uh, you know, you're going to be able to get more money for them. So. Uh, yeah, and at that point, you just you really you have to find out what the market's willing to pay for it. So, um, uh, yeah, if it's so before before calling up the seller, you'll look for like so. You're looking also on Craigslist for the 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 I guess comparable sales or on eBay or something else. Yeah, um, yeah, you can you know for. If it's one specific item, yeah, you can you can do a quick search. You know, if it was in tools, for example, you do a quick search and find out, you know, how many of the, that particular item is for sale, and, and how much, what's the average price going for, and you can really quickly tell, you know, if there's a ton of them up for 100 to 125 bucks, and and someone else posted it for 40 bucks, you know that okay, that's a little outlier, and there's there's money to be made there, um, as long as there's nothing wrong with it. So then you, that's when you start. You know, you email the seller, call the seller, and find you start asking questions, and yeah, and you basically go from there. You find it's better to email or call. Um, it depends on how good of a deal it is. You know, there's, there's, you know, I do a lot of appliances. So if somebody underprices, uh, you know, a washer and dryer set by three hundred dollars, uh, it's going to get picked up pretty quickly. And if you email, uh, someone else is going to call. So okay, okay. Yeah, you're gonna. The odds of you losing the item go up significantly if you if you try to email on a really good, uh, you know, on a really, uh, on a really good deal, basically. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time, and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over three and a half million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, 
I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So at what point, and so say you, you've got this attractive deal, you make the acquisition, do you, do you negotiate with a guy typically for like, you know, if he's listed it for $50 and you think, or you think maybe I could sell this for 100 do you try and negotiate down from that point? Um, I basically, so, so my rule on negotiating is that if it's, uh, if it's not worth me picking it up, if they won't go down on the price, when I get there, then I need to, I need, I need to negotiate the price before I go. So, um, yeah. So the, at that point I would either, I'd offer them a lower amount over the phone or typically if, if an item's posted for not a very good deal, like it's not a really, um, low price. I do a lot of emailing people offers just because it gets old calling, you know, hundreds of people yeah. offering them. It's just, you know, it's, this is not that fun of a thing. So, <laughs> And, you know, as, as you get into the business and your inventory goes up, you, your need for every single, you don't have to score every single, um, good deal on there. So it's easier just to shoot out a bunch of offers and if, you know, some people take them, some people won't. So, um, and yeah, point? in general, I, um, and then once I get there, I usually won't, I, I usually, and this is me personally, other people, you know, there's a lot of other people that are a lot, they're going to be a lot more aggressive. Um, but if I show up and the items, you know, in the condition that they advertise it as, and I'm getting a good deal and I know I'm going to make a profit on it, I usually won't try to get them down anymore. And primarily that is, I'm just not interested in having, I don't want the, I don't want the sellers to be all bummed out every single time. Cause yeah. if you're doing this for a living, like you, <laughs> you don't want to have like your day filled with like awkward conversations and like, at least I don't, I guess that's, I'm not interested in that. so. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Like, you, hey, you know, if you're gonna make you're gonna make a little margin, there's no reason to really like beat somebody up over it. Exactly. Uh, at what point did you realize, hey, this this could be a full time thing? Yeah, I think uh, it was you know pretty early on. I knew that I could scrape together a whole bunch of different items, and I could make a I could make a living at it. You know, selling say say it was four or five lower priced items. But it wasn't until I started picking up a couple of bigger ticket items, and in particular appliances was one of the early on items that happened to, where I made, you know, I sold a refrigerator and made like 350 bucks on it. Okay. And, uh, you know, I, I can't remember if it was a washer and dryer, but it was another item I made over $100 on. And that was real early on. And once that happened, I, it, it sinks in that you just made um, – Especially on the fridge, you made more than a day. You made a couple of days' wages, like on that one sale, and you're like, you know, and it only took like an hour or an hour and a half, you know, picking it up and then and then reselling it. Um, that's that's when it became pretty obvious that well, if I just repeat this process and and get better at it, like this could this could turn into a pretty easily a full time full time gig. So. 
Yeah, that's the uh, that's the fascinating thing. It's like the the potential there. Like you know, take it only takes like a sale a day, or you know, a sale every couple of days if it's going to be yeah. a big a big margin sale like that. What's do you have any strategies to filter out like all of the you know, because Craigslist obviously has not updated their interface in, in 15 years. Like, what do you, how do you filter out, like, all of the nonsense that's on there to, to find the stuff that's, like, worth your time? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I used to work at a bank, and one of, one of my, they were training me how to, uh, how to detect counterfeit money. The, they gave me an interesting piece of advice, and it was the best way to, to detect counterfeit money was handling real money a lot. Okay. And, that it really is the same thing for for uh, filtering out good sellers, bad sellers, good deals, bad deals. Um, you know, I look at I can look at a hundred Craigslist ads in like on you know on the on certain pages in you know like a minute or thirty seconds. Yeah, just, just gonna take some practice. Yeah, you know, the more that you see, the more ads you see, the more ads you read, the more items you uh, inquire about. Every time you're learning something, you're learning something about, uh, you know, it's almost like a poker, the, the little tells where they're, they're giving away information and you subconsciously, like you see it, you're like, oh, they left this out. Uh, you notice how they said it works, the item works, but they, they, they won't say that it works really well. Like, mm. <laughs> or they say, uh, yeah, and, and that's very common for appliances, like a washing machine might work. But it really doesn't like it doesn't function as it's supposed to. So it's basically broken. But <laughs> but it works. Okay. Yeah, and then they hide that in the language, and you know, over time, you just you get to the point where it becomes really easy just to filter everything out. And uh, yeah, interesting, uh, interesting. So for the appliance thing, it sounds like you know there's going to be some equipment required, perhaps uh, a truck to go pick these things up. And and maybe some startup capital required to so you're going to have to pay for the inventory up front before you can turn around and flip it. And so maybe you can kind of you know you can reinvest that cash as you earn it, but it's not something that you can totally start with no with zero investment, right? Yeah. Well, I actually it's funny. I wrote a post about this, like how how to start from zero. I, don't, I think it was like a year or two ago, and it was basically it was the hypothetical question, like if you had absolutely nothing. How could you start? Well, in particular, it was the appliance business, and I talked about like going to the public library and using the internet there to find deals. And you basically you would need to get you would need to figure out how to get a bike. And then once you had a bike, you get one of those like one of those little trailers to pull behind the bike, and you could put a, like a washer and dryer on the trailer and strap it on. And okay. anyways, <laughs> but <laughs> that's the extreme case. But really, like what it takes to at least getting started in the appliance. Um, niche is you need to be able to transport the items back and forth and you know there's got there's there's people um, that use you know a Honda Civics with little tiny tow hitches on them with little utility trailers pulling behind them Subarus you know you most appliances can fit on their side inside just uh, you know a lot of little SUVs like the little Subarus and um, the little station wagon type cars okay uh, any truck, any in most vans, you can take the seats out. So, I mean, basically, if there's a will, there's a way. When it comes to items like that, you just have to, you know, you have to be willing to make it work. So, it's pretty fascinating. Do you have like a rule of thumb, like how far you're willing to drive for a, for a particular item? Um, that that it kind of changes over time. When you're first starting out and you have no inventory and or you're first starting out and you have no money and you're just like, or you need to make money quick. 
you just have to do what you have to do. So, if, you know, if there's a pickup 45 minutes or an hour away, even um, you're going to risk a little bit more. But the thing is, you can't be real picky uh, when you first start out, especially if you're, you know, you're supporting the family or um, you're you're just about broke. And that's basically how I started. Um, and but gradually over time, you, you know, you can start becoming more picky. And, and that's, you know, I, I don't often I won't travel um, you know, I, I, I probably don't, I will still drive out 45 minutes each way if it's a washer and a dryer or, you know, there's a couple appliances that I'm picking up and yeah. where I'm going to make about a hundred dollars each on, on the machine. So, um, you know, you kind of just come up with a formula with like, okay, how much exactly am I going to make on this? And then you just kind of like, well, okay, is it, is it worth a couple hours of my time and $20 in gas if I'm going to make 200 bucks? And then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that kind of brings up a good point. What what would be a target like hourly wage for somebody kind of starting out on this? Um, I would say the easiest thing is to compare it to what the person's already make, either already making or what the, you know what their other options are. Yeah. So if they're they're thinking, oh man, you know, do I want to go back to this twelve dollar an hour job? Well, you know, can you make one hundred and fifty bucks on Craigslist and and, and how long would it take you to do that? And um, so the target really, I, I think the easiest way is just compare it to, to what, you know, what a person's used to making. And, um, but, but like, yeah, you like know, you said, if you had that, that hundred dollar deal that took you two hours, um, you know, that's a pretty good hourly rate for, for a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. And that's when I first started, I wasn't really focused so much on the hourly hourly rate as I was how much I was making per day and I, I just like well how much do I need well I think I can get by I can pay all our expenses 100 bucks a day okay. okay that's what I did and that was real easy and and I really forced myself to make that 100 bucks every single day and even if I even if I had to like really drop the price on stuff and uh to get you know to, to hit that 100 bucks but it really um it really didn't. It forced me to be real disciplined about it. So I like. Is it? It's like an all cash business. Yeah, yeah. Like ninety. You know, there's there's you know, the sweet grandmas that get on Craigslist every once in a while, and and they'll want to pay with check. Yeah. Um. You know, you just, you got to be careful with that. But yeah, almost it's almost universally known that you, you everyone pays with cash. And are you like running? You're like running this all out of your garage. Like, what's your garage look like? Is it like stacked to the ceiling, with yeah. washers and dryers, or or do you have like a, a warehouse or something? Yeah, it's just out of my garage at this point. And <laughs> when I first started out, and I was doing all sorts of stuff. Um, my wife got on me a little bit because it started getting a little like I'd start bringing home like furniture and like bookcases and uh what do, what do people say when they roll up they're like oh this guy's like a this guy's like a dealer <laughs> yeah well i've gotten well so i got real i'm also um somewhat of a i'm i'm a neat kind of a neat freak i don't like messes all over the place so i got that under control pretty quickly or like if i had stuff stashed around all over the place i would deal with it pretty quickly so um but yeah, people do, you know, when someone rolls up and I've got 16 appliances in my garage, which is, it was somewhat common. Um, it's very apparent that, oh, so, so, you know, you see, so you do this a lot. I see, you know, yeah. And, and yeah, and then that's just my invitation to tell them a little bit of the story and tell them about what I do and what I do to the machines. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Like I've, 
uh, I've probably I've sold over three thousand appliances, and wow. I've I've literally never once had a person find out that I was, you know, doing this as a business and walk off. Like they always, you know, people really appreciate it. you. Just be honest with them. Just tell them, you know, I just, yeah, this is what I do for a living, and um, yeah, people are people can be pretty cool. Are there so, other, have, has that like spawned, um, any, any competition? Like as people show up and like, Oh, maybe, you know, that, that gets people like scratching their heads. Maybe I should get into this, uh, yeah, as well. There's, uh, well now yeah. you're, now you're selling the course. Like, are you like, is there a risk of like shooting yourself in the, in the foot, like by opening the gates to like kind of the, like the behind the scenes of this business? Yeah. You know, so that's, uh, that's a good question. Um, Again, I, I this goes the advice that I got goes back to my good friend Chris um, that he gave me when I first started out, and I asked him I was like, well, because I was starting a blog about it because you know and sharing what I've been what I've been learning over it on my blog, and uh, uh, I was like, well, what do you think should I should I be sharing my secrets about like how how I've been able to you know be successful at this, and you know one of his his main points was that you know don't don't try to hide it from everybody you know don't try to there's no point in keeping all your secrets to yourself just because even um because it's basically his point was it's it's still hard work and there's you know you can teach a thousand people how to do something and then the reality is is that most people uh not there's a very very few amount of people that are willing to put in the hard work that it takes to make it happen and then to, to like to be persistent, like to get through the hard times, um, you know, so, and I, I totally, I totally see that. Like, um, just because someone else sees that they're, that you've got a good thing going and there's opportunity there, it's definitely not, that doesn't translate into all of a sudden everyone starts to go out and tries to do it. Right. So, right. Unless it's really, really easy, and then you got to be worried. <laughs> right, and there's still there's still some hustle involved, as with anything. Yeah, exactly. I I tend to my I tend to uh, yeah I tend to kind of wash over some of the hard work a lot, but um, you know it, it definitely is hard work. So I think you posted a video. This was probably a few months ago. It was like how to lift a washer or how to lift a washing machine or something. And then yeah. it's just you like going world's strongest man and like dragging it up. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah. that's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, the, the funny thing, I'd actually, so th I'm going to give you the secret on that one. This is out my video. I, we had, we'd taken the motor out on that. I think it was a dryer. And so I took the motor out on that. And so it made the like, whatever, 20 pounds lighter. Okay, okay. <laughs> so it was a little bit lighter than normal, but yeah. Like I couldn't even get my arms. Like I was, in, I was impressed. I was impressed. So, a friend of mine was do was flipping uh, iPhones uh, a year or two ago, yeah. And and he made that into a full time business. So like he, there's there's some opportunity in different things, and and that may be an example of something that's a little more value dense, right? It's like a, you know much you don't need a truck, right? You can just go and pick up a, a phone from somebody. Yeah. And so, uh, just kind of curious. Like aside, you found a good niche in the appliance in the appliance business, but any other product categories that, that seem interesting or any of your other like blog followers have found, have found to be lucrative? Yeah. Um, I've heard of a lot of, a lot of people doing bikes. Bikes are a big one. Um, just their popularity is, is taking off. They can be really expensive. I mean, you can get into the thousands of dollars yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for the different types of bikes. And, um, 
and then they also get they get moved around a lot. You know, people buy them for a season, and all of a sudden they they move to another state, sell, or they graduate from college and they sell it. And you know, so anyways, there's a lot of bikes moving around. So bikes is one. Um, I'm really big into the necessities, furniture. Furniture is a big one. There's a lot of money to be made in furniture. Um, do you ever find any? Do you ever find any gold like in the free section? So when we were moving the last time, I think we put one of our dressers up for free because it was kind of like broken on the bottom. But then this uh, this dude showed up and he had like you know a, a sixteen passenger van, but it was completely filled with like it was like yeah. nine o'clock at night after we were moving, and you know this was like the, his last stop for the day, and it looked like he had just gone or like he'd spent his day like collecting stuff on Craigslist. And I was like, Oh, I wonder, I wonder if this is like his business. I was kind of excited for it. Yeah. So the free section was, let me give you a couple tips on the free section. Um, here in Portland anyways, and I'm sure it's pretty similar everywhere else. Uh, there's so much gold on the free section, especially in, in bigger cities where there's lots of money. Um, you know, uh, there's like here, I know for a fact, there's hundreds and hundreds of people sitting on there all day long, hitting refresh. <laughs> it's, and, and one of the ways I, <clears throat> the way I first found that out was, uh, like three years ago, somebody gave away a broken LCD TV, like a 42 inch LCD TV. Okay. And I was the first to respond. I said, I'll take it. I can come over, pick it up right now. Uh, what's your address? And then a couple minutes later, the guy responded and said, okay, here's my address. And I drove straight over there. By the time that I'd gotten to the guy's place, he'd gotten 95 emails. Oof. And that was that was just within 25 minutes. Wow. Of it, of the ad going up. And he, and here's the thing. That's 90 whatever 95 emails and there's a, a lot of a lot of the people that do it regularly aren't going to email after like the first 5 10 minutes cuz they know that once that ad's up for five even a couple minutes on the free section, it's gone. Okay. So it was still getting tons and tons of emails long afterwards. And um, anyways, all that to say, you know, like that LCD TV, I sold it to a, a TV repair guy a couple of days later for almost a hundred bucks. And um, there's, you know, if you combine the value of all the items that are given away on the free section every day, it's, it's pretty incredible. So there's, you know, the downside, the thing, one of the reasons I don't spend a lot of time on the free section is just because you end up all over the place. Like, my house would look like a, would look like a, <laughs> a pawn shop. I mean, I'd have couches, crazy furniture, appliances, like, and, and there has to be a place to store all this stuff. And, and all those different items, they sell at different rates. So you might get a couch that'll take a month to sell or, you know, two weeks or something. And you have to sit on it, like literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Living room, and <laughs> you'd have to use it for a couple weeks. Yeah, so there's um, some there's some gold to be had, but competition is uh, is stiff. You got to be really quick on the uh, trigger finger on that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That always fascinating me. It's like, well, here's a, here's a like a source of inventory that's has like a zero cost of goods sold, like on your line item. It's like yeah. there's that's that's an amazing margin you could have that in any business but yeah um here's here's a one more real quick tip with that um because it is it's really hard to beat everybody you can't like if you if you focus on it you can become the fastest person so that that being said if you're not the fastest person decide how much that item's worth to you so if somebody's given away a bike that needs uh, a new tire because it's flat and it's a nice bike they're giving it away for free shoot them an email saying with 
with the amount that you'd be willing to give them in the subject of the email. So say, I would love to have this bike. I will give you $20 for it. You know, it's an amazing thing will happen. Like you will often get the item, even if you were like the 30th person to respond because it communicates to the, the person giving the item away that you value it more than anyone else. And, and they, and then they appreciate the, the, uh, the token of, um, you being willing to give them a little bit of, of money for it. So I've gotten a ton of things like that. And it's just because, Hey, I'm, I'm willing to give money for this cause it's worth that much to me. So, okay. That makes sense. Cool. Any, like any way to scale this up? Like how do you keep track of your inventory or, you know, all of the ads that you've got to keep posting and responding to? It seems uh, pretty labor intensive on that. Front. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm not sure if there's an easy way to scale it up because it's still, um, because whenever you're dealing with used goods, there's so much, you know, variance and, in, in what you're buying and selling and the condition and how to inspect. And if you, if once you start to scale, you have to get more people involved and then that creates, um, I, I think it, it, it's possible to scale it. Like it's possible to start multiple operations in multiple cities where, you know, you have one guy kind of manning the, I could probably run it in multiple cities where it becomes difficult is, um, the amount of time and, <clears throat> and energy, excuse me, and energy uh, managing all the people in all those places. Um, One of the toughest parts about starting and growing your business is figuring out how to build relationships. As you know, people are more likely to buy from and do business with people they know, like, and trust. But when it comes to networking, where do you start? And what if you're more introverted like me? What if you're more wallflower than social butterfly? Well, there's a recent episode of a great podcast called This is Small Business that walks you through how to figure this stuff out. The episode is called How Networking Can Help You Build and Grow Your Business. And inside, you'll learn practical tips on how to build business relationships that don't feel so transactional. A couple parts I liked in particular were how to break into those uh, tight little circles at networking events where you're kind of standing around awkwardly on the outside, and then what you should say in a follow-up email to somebody that you meet there. This is Small Business answers a ton of these questions that all entrepreneurs have, like how to use social media to grow your business, how to find your ideal price point, how to know when you're ready to launch your product, and tons more. So give it a follow. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, wherever you listen to podcasts. This edition of the Side Hustle Show is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. That means whether you're just starting out or your side hustle is already growing like crazy, Squarespace takes all things website-related and makes them easy. I want to highlight a few Squarespace features for you. One I knew about and a couple I didn't. First off, where Squarespace really shines is this huge library of professional website templates. That means you're not starting from scratch because they've got designs for every category and use case that you can customize to fit your unique needs so your business stands out online. That was the thing I knew about. Second one was new to me, and that's their online store functionality. Whether you're selling physical or digital products or a service, Squarespace has got the tools you need to start selling online. And third is their email campaigns. They make it easy to collect email subscribers from your site and drive engagement and sales through Squarespace email campaigns, and you can track the results of every send with built-in analytics. So head on over to squarespace.com 
squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash side hustle to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash side hustle. Yeah, ever thought of having a virtual assistant like do the initial uh, outreach or something? Like if, if hey, kind of train them in your system to spot what deals look good and hey, you can send this initial feeler email to see what, you know, if it's still available or what the price might be? Um, I've, I've thought about it. And, um, again, like, um, I think a lot of this can go back to like, it can get back into like how much money you really want to make from it. Um, if you're willing, if you really want to make a lot of money at it, absolutely. It would be getting, getting a virtual assistant or getting a person to work with you. Um, and then you have to be willing to either pay someone to do a ton of pickups and, you know, um, or you have to be willing to do all those pickups yourself yeah. because you really like once you're at that scale, you're going to be driving around all day long. Right. Right. It's pretty much if you do. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely possible. I just personally with my family and just, you know, um, I've kind of from the outset, I, I set to build this business up to kind of, uh, I, to build it around my lifestyle, not my lifestyle around my work. And, and because of that, uh, I, it's kind of, it's kept me in check. Like I'm, I'm not working, I'm not working 10, 12 hours a day anymore. And, uh, yeah. Um, that's, you know, what, what, yeah, what exactly, what would be the point of, of running your own business if it's running you into the ground? So that's, that's a good, uh, that's a good lesson. That's probably a good place to move towards uh, wrapping things up as well. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing this really fascinating business that literally, literally every town has a Craigslist. So there's no excuse not to uh, at least uh, check this one out and get into it. Um, you can check Ryan out at recraigslist.com. And if you're interested in uh, learning how he does it, the inside nuts and bolts, it's applianceschool.com. And Ryan, we'll wrap things up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. Yeah, I would say my, my biggest tip would just be um, some of the best opportunities that, that, that you're going to find in business uh, are going to be found once you've already started moving in, in a direction. Like very infrequently do you see incredible opportunities before you even start. Um, and pretty much everything that's happened around this business, the appliance school, all the training, everything that's come out of uh, my my buying and selling on Craigslist, it, it, they were just opportunities that just kept presenting themselves after I had started and after I'd like, put in a bunch of hard work. And so, yeah, I just want to encourage, yeah, encourage your, your listeners and um, just to get moving, like start going down a direction, try to get something to work and um and then just keep your eyes open for opportunities along the way. So, Thank you for that. That's actually really powerful. I've never heard it phrased that way, but I totally agree with, with what you're saying. The best opportunities are found once you're already in motion. Uh, yeah. I think that's, that's really, really cool. Ryan, thanks so much. Um, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Nick. This edition of the Side Hustle Show is brought to you by the Side Hustle Nation Inner Circle Mastermind Group, now accepting applications for a small group starting in October. And we may focus again on that um, authority site from scratch idea tactic if that's kind of if we get a critical mass of, uh, of interest in that particular um, side hustle opportunity. But you just heard Ryan say the best opportunities are found once you're already in motion. And what better way to accelerate that motion than to surround yourself with other side hustlers, and other entrepreneurs working toward similar goals. 
Learn more at sidehustlenation.com slash join and whack the big orange apply now button to get in touch. We'll set up a quick intro call to see uh, what you're working on. If this group is going to be a good fit, again, sidehustlenation.com slash join. But his, his, this concept, it actually was really, really good because I never heard this one before, um, you know, through 70-something episodes. But it reminds me of, you know, when I was running the painting business in college and all of a sudden my business classes, my sales and marketing classes, all of a sudden made so much more sense when I had something, something concrete to apply them to. And it made, I think it made the education stick so much, so much better. And just, you know, motion breeds motion, action breeds action. I really like that. Um, so make sure to grab your free downloadable PDF with all my notes and highlights from this conversation with Ryan at sidehustlenation.com slash episode 73, or um, just in the episode description of your podcast player app. should be able to grab it there too. Anyways, a uh, big weekend coming up. This is my public speaking uh, debut at the local TEDx conference. I know, deep, deep breaths, uh, nervous and excited for it. Um, so, so wish me luck, but I'm um, you know, can't wait to share the message with you, uh, with you in the, in the video with you once that's, um, already. So, um, I'm going to be doing my few, a few last minute rehearsals and then, and then it's go time. So, uh, until then, until next time, uh, go out there make something happen and I'll see you next week in episode 73. Thanks for listening to the side hustle show at www.sidehustlenation.com. Is there a more dreaded question than what's for dinner? Meal planning and eating well to hit your nutrition goals doesn't have to be complicated. Our sponsor, Factor, makes it easy by sending delicious, ready-to-eat, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals right to your door. Every week, you've got over 35 different menu options to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie options, and more. Some personal favorites of ours so far have been the garlic mushroom chicken thighs and the Indian butter tofu. These are restaurant-quality meals ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. It's the perfect easy button solution for busy side hustlers and couples. And it's not just dinner either. Factor has nutrient-packed snacks, smoothies, breakfasts, and more. And hey, plans change, which is why you can scale up or down your meals or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to factormeals.com slash sidehustle50 and use code sidehustle50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active. That's code sidehustle50 at factormeals.com slash sidehustle50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is active. Big thanks to Factor for sponsoring the show.